Hey everyone, uh, Jason Klein here. I'm the senior minister here at Refocus Christian Church, uh, located in Fallonsby, West Virginia. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to our content. Uh, feel free to share or like or leave any comments you have. Uh, we're always looking to engage with people. Uh, what are some questions you have? What are some things that you might be learning? Uh, and at the same time, if you want to know more about us, check us out at refocuschurch.com, uh, which also has a link to our Facebook there. Uh, and so it just has uh, upcoming events, things that are going on, uh, sermon series that we're in. Uh, so once again, thanks for being a part of this. Thank you for listening in. And as always, please feel free to share and comment or like, because uh, we want to make sure that we're trying to reach as many people possible uh, with the good news of Jesus Christ. All right. Have a great day. Hey everyone, uh, Jason here. Hey, I just wanted to get on here real quick. Uh, it might not be real quick. I feel like anytime I record something, it's not real quick. Uh, but it's been a minute since I've been on here. Uh, so I know a lot of my uh, podcasts lately have been really uh, focused on my sermons. Uh, so I'm really happy to announce. Uh, I think I made an announcement a while ago. Uh, but just in case you missed it, uh, I became the new senior minister at the Fallenview Church of Christ in Fallenview, West Virginia. Uh, so ironic, uh, my name can, will continue to be thoughts from some guy in Ohio. Uh, well, I'm from Ohio, so I grew up there, so it only makes sense. And honestly, Fallenview is literally right across uh, the way. It's, it's not that far, it's like one bridge. That's the difference between here and Ohio. So I feel like my heart's still in Ohio, uh, still a Buckeye fan, all those fun things. Uh, but one of the things that we've really been talking about lately as a church on the last couple of weeks, we did a series called Our House, uh, and if you look at the podcast, you'll see them there, but we've been really looking at kind of what the church looks like internally. Uh, so it's kind of a, an inward look at us and, and who we are, uh, what God designs uh, has designed us to be, uh, and what he desires of us. And so the four key elements there were uh, community, uh, commandment, commi- uh, commission, and then collaboration. Uh, collaboration is the one uh, week that you're not going to have available. We had some issues with our recording of uh, that. Uh, but collaboration was just the idea of working together as a body, right? Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has, uh, there's a reason if you're part of a church, whether yours or this one or another one, uh, whatever that is, there's a reason you're there. There's a unique set of gifts and talents that you bring to the table. And so one of the reasons we've been looking internally at ourselves is because a lot of times I think we just have to clean house a little bit, uh, right? My wife and I recently moved from Columbus, uh, Ohio to Fallon, West Virginia. And in the process of moving, uh, there was a decent amount of house cleaning that went on. Uh, you know, we ended up throwing away so much stuff uh, before we moved. Uh, and then when we moved, we kind of did like a two-part move, which was kind of cool. Uh, in April, we moved up half our stuff, and then in uh, June, we moved the rest of it. But there was just through the process, there was just this cleaning that needed to happen. There was all this stuff, these old things that we just weren't using anymore. For whatever reason, we weren't using them, and we probably weren't ever going to use them again. There was a, a season of our life where uh, a certain item uh, was was needed, and then as we 
as things changed, as the kids came, as life changed, we, we just slowly got rid of those things or we lost the need for them, but we held on to them anyways. And so one of the things we did internally was we looked at the church and, and we really kind of looked at what are, what are the things that we still do that maybe we don't need to do anymore. Maybe, maybe there's some updating that needs to be done. Maybe there's uh, some things that, that we need to get rid of, some practices, habits, things like that. And so part of the focus of the Our House was just that. It was kind of like a cleaning of house of sorts. And so in order to do that, we had to put into perspective the things that were really important. And so we, uh, we talked about commission. You know, week one talked about the idea of uh, Jesus calling us to be disciple makers, to go into the world and, and to make an impact. Uh, we talked about community, the idea of, of being a body of believers that are really uh, united, you know, unity and community. Like th- those are things that are necessary, that we've got to be on the same page. We have to be on the same focus, on the, on the same wavelength. Uh, we talked about commandment. You know, the greatest commandment, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit, and love uh, your neighbors as, your, as yourself. You know, that that's something that drives us. And then we last we talked about collaboration, the idea of working together, not only internally, but externally as well. What, what does it mean to really be in a community and to love that community? So one of the things that I've noticed just a little bit, and not just here, but churches in general, is we just have this idea that, you know, a lot of times we talk about all the people outside of our community that, that come to our church, and that's great, right? We, you know, they're from here, they drive this long, and, and, and all this stuff, and, and then we look at our neighbors who literally live, you know, within earshot of our service, you know, the ones that live right next door in our backyard, and 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 we're sad, or we should be, I think in my mind, we should be a little upset that that our community is not part of our church. And and listen, there, there's different reasons for that. There's belief systems. Some people just don't go to church. But, but if a church is in a community, you would think, you would hope that the, the community at large would want to be a part of what's happening. And I think part of that is a reflection on us is what are we doing to get outside our walls? What are we doing to kind of get outside of this mindset of, of being so internal? And for decades now, churches really have kind of turned inward. Uh, culture, politics, all these things have created such a division that we're, we're almost terrified of, of dealing with the, the world at large. And, but the reality is, is that's, that's not what Jesus designed us for. Uh, so part of the, the next three weeks is going to be called the heart of the church. So we, we took it the last month or so, and we looked at the church internally. And so now we're going to look at, at the, the bigger plan, right, the bigger purpose of who we are. And in the heart of the church is really going to be focused on that idea of being very missional-minded. So one of the things that you're probably going to hear me say a lot, and I hope that it, it becomes annoying almost, is we are called to live on mission. We are supposed to go into the world. We are supposed to go to the, the local communities, to the world around us, and, and we are supposed to be making disciples as we go. We're not just going, but we're called to make disciples in the process. You and I, as a church, we are, we are tasked with the responsibility of going into the world 
to bring people the knowledge of who Jesus is, to bring people to the understanding of the need for him, and then to, to disciple them and train them up to do the exact same thing. And so that's something you're going to hear a lot is that we have to live on mission. And, and the very first week is going to be focused on the, the commission that Jesus left us at the end of Matthew. Together with his disciples as a group, and he says to them, listen, go. With all the power and authority that's been given to me, go into the world, teaching them to obey my commandments and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This this is one of the, the last things that he says to his disciples before he leaves, before he ascends and, and returns back to heaven. And and the beauty of it is, you, if you follow it in Acts, uh, he doesn't leave them to do it by themselves. The, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit ascends on them and it empowers them to go and to be these kind of people, these these men and women who are called to be on mission. And I and so often when we talk about mission, it's so easy for us to look outside the country, right? We we all love missions trips, or maybe we haven't been on one, but we want to. But we want to. We go to other countries and we we'll see what they're doing, and we try to lend a helping hand. And and listen, all of those things are great. But for some reason, when it comes to sharing the message of Jesus with our neighbor, we're reluctant to do so. We, we don't find ourselves as eagerly waiting for an opportunity. We're, we're not intentional about it. And, and that's, that's one of the things that if you pay attention and everything that Jesus did was incredibly intentional. Every decision that he made, every uh, statement that he said, every action, even down to his miracles, were important. You know, he, he knew what he was doing. He was a man who was on a mission, he was man driven by purpose. And in the early church, the church in Acts had that same mentality, that idea of we're on a, a mission. Uh, we, we talked about this last at the end of the series of our house and collaboration. Uh, the book of Acts finds a group of widows in the church that are not being taken care of. And so the apostles at the time, the, the men who are charged and tasked with teaching and, and, and preaching, uh, look to, to those around them and say, they say, listen, it's not that we don't want to do this, but but we have an important role. We've been asked to go and to teach and preach, and, and, and we're going to do that. But we, we don't want to neglect these widows. And so they, they grab uh, these group of seven men, and, and they pray for them. And uh, Stephen, one of the first mentioned, goes on to be one of the martyrs of the faith, the first martyr of the faith, which is crazy to think that he started out being a table waiter, you know, not to take away from his role, but, but that's what he did. So he, he found himself in a place that he, he put himself and said, listen, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to serve. And through the serving process, he, he found himself dying ultimately for Jesus. But the apostles, they understood what their position and their, their role was. And they understood that they were the ones who had to, to do what only they could do. And, and so there's something about that intentionality that is significant to being a good disciple. And, and so I think the, the truth speaks, or the, uh, the statement speaks to the truth, the fact that if you truly are on mission, that everything you do should be intentional. Um, 
when you talk about the church, the programs that we do, uh, believe it or not, the music choices we make, the, the decisions, the, the sermon series that, that we go through, uh, the VBS, you know, all, all of the things that we're involved with are intentional or should be intentional. And, and so sometimes being intentional means we don't do things. Sometimes we choose not to do things or, or we get rid of things that we used to do. It's not that those things are bad. It's just that they've served their purpose. Just like, you know, moving, you know, they, at some point in our life at a season, they were necessary, but they're no longer, you know, necessary. And, and that's okay. But being intentional means that when you go to school, when you go to work, when you're at home with your family, like you're looking for opportunities to be like Jesus. That That's what it means to be on mission. It's a very kind of straightforward focused process. And, and you and I, uh, as believers, as, as followers of Christ, our mission is to to quite literally make him famous, to, to teach people about him, to, to, to love people in a way that's beyond their own understanding and and to meet people where they are so that Jesus can can interact and in for lack of a better word he can interfere in their life like he he's asking to to interfere intervene because he, he has a plan for them every single person uh, on the face of the earth that's still breathing he has a plan for them and he wants to interfere he wants to come into whatever their mess is even their good stuff right he he wants to come into their life and he wants to disrupt it to show them the best way and the best way is, is to follow him. The best way is to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. It, it's more than just uh, an eternity thing, right? I mean, I, I know we talk about this in a church, but we look forward to eternally spending time and the rest of eternity with Christ. But Jesus wants to come in now and he wants to be part of people's lives. He, he wants to take that, uh, that multi-million dollar investor and he wants to, to give him a heart. For the lost and the broken and the hungry and the widows. You know, the, the man or woman who invests all their time and money in building their kingdom, Jesus wants to change them to build his kingdom. Uh, he wants to take uh, that, that young man struggling with, you know, whatever uh, addictions he might have, uh, pornography, um, drugs, alcohol. He, he wants to he wants to step in and he wants to intervene in that young man's life and he wants to take it and he and he wants to turn his life around and he, he wants his struggle to become his testimony. Right? That that's what Jesus does. He he wants to come in and he wants to interrupt your life because he knows what's best for you. He created you. He was part of the 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 process of your creation. He he knows all of your ins and outs and quirks and and good and bad and and he wants to take that and use that for his glory. And part of that process comes from us. That's where you and I as Christians we step in and we say, "All right, God, who is it in our lives that needs you?" And the answer is everyone. Everyone we come across. Uh, but the, the bigger question is, who is it in my life today, right now? Who have you put in my path? And how can I love them? How can I show them you? How can I be the best version of you for them? That's what it is to be on mission. 
the the goal is is not just to bring people to Jesus for eternity, but the goal is to is to bring people to Jesus to create more disciples so that then they can in turn go and do likewise. I mean that that's the mission is to to replicate ourselves over and over and over. We do this through our kids, we do this through our relationships with our wife and our husbands, our relationships with our parents, we do this with the relationships we have with our, our community. All of that matters. And so part of being on mission is is being very intentional, incredibly intentional. Uh, like I said, Jesus, everything he did, uh, every step that he took, I mean, if you look, uh, there were times when he could have gone back to Jerusalem and he didn't. It took him longer than normal. And he even says it, you know, my time has has not yet come. He knew, right? There was times, and uh, I talked about this earlier with someone that, you know, he found time to rest. He understood the, the necessity of prayer and rest because he had a lot on his plate. He had a lot he was trying to accomplish. He, he picked the 12 uh apostles, the the early disciples, he picked them intentionally. He didn't just find the first 12 high-ranking officials of the the religious leadership of the day. He he found, quite honestly, probably some of the worst people uh, of his day that, you know, outsiders would would have questioned what he was doing, but he was incredibly intentional. Uh, when you look at the fact that he used Paul, a man who is such a zealot for the Jewish law and becomes a follower of Christ and changes his ways. I mean, this man went from being a Christian killer to a Christian martyr. I mean, that, that that's, but God chose him. Like that was intentional. His, his uh, Paul's dual citizenship as a Roman and a Jew was would be pivotal. Uh, his understanding of the Gentile culture, his ability to walk into uh, other cultures with other gods and to speak uh, to the fallacies of their gods and, and to show them the truth of the one and only true God. I mean, Paul's knowledge, I mean, Paul was specifically, it was intentional. You understand that. It, it wasn't a mistake. And so here's the thing. If, if you're part of the church, it's not a mistake. If you're part of a family of believers, a community, it's not a mistake. God has put you there for a reason. There are people in your life that only you will ever be able to reach. That's how intentional he is. But it requires you to ask that question, God, who am I discipling? Who am I called to, to reach? And, and when he says your neighbor, it literally means your neighbor and everyone. I mean, it, 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 it captures the whole run uh, of the word. It, you are called to be a disciple to those that only you can be a disciple to. Maybe, maybe you haven't figured that out. Maybe you're still trying to figure out where you fit. Maybe you just joined a church. Or you're looking to join a church. Listen, the, the greatest purpose, and, and I say this unashamedly, the greatest purpose that you can have in this world is to be a disciple maker for Christ, to walk into people's lives and to show them a better way to live. It's not about being superior or having better morals or all those. It's about walking into someone whose life is broken and saying, let me show you the one who can fix it. It's about giving people purpose. And that's what being on mission is. Not only does it give us purpose, 
But when we are intentional and we help others to become part of that same mission, it gives them purpose. It defines for them something greater than themselves. And that's uh, that's the series. The, the next three weeks we're going to be looking at it. The heart of the church is, is what is the mission that we are called to and how are we doing it? How are we living it out? What what challenges are, are we overcoming? What 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 lives are we changing? And more importantly, where does God fit into all of that? If we really truly call ourselves his followers, then the only thing we can do, the only acceptable outcome is that we create other followers. That that's what you and I, that's what being a disciple is. And that's what being a disciple maker is, is we are called to to teach people about Jesus, to bring them into the community. Jesus said it himself, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, to offer them the same thing that we've been offered. And all of that comes from being incredibly intentional. There's no, there are no accidental followers of Christ. Never happened, never will. Keep that in mind as you go throughout your day, as you're involved in sports with your kids or school events or your job, whatever. Become intentional about what you're doing. Pray for God to show you people, even if it's just one person that could use you today. One person that could that needs to see Jesus through you in their life today. I'm excited for this next series. I'm excited as we come in to the summer at the church and all the things that are be going on. I'm excited for the next couple of series, actually. I think a lot of it's just going to be really challenging to us. And as we continue to grow, as we continue to move forward, I know that if we can stay on mission and if we We'll invite God to be part of that mission with every part of our being, at the at the front, at the top, at the back, at the bottom, whatever. As long as we are surrounding ourselves with him, as long as we are staying in touch with him, I'm incredibly excited to see what he's going to do next. So yeah, with that, just be intentional today. Really, really strive to be intentional and pray. Uh, I went to a church I was part of a church about a year ago, and and that was one of the things they did was was pray for one. You pray for the one person, not not just a person, but pray for one specific person for God to bring in your life today that you can bring to the knowledge of him. So, yeah, have a wonderful afternoon, and I really look forward to following up with you guys down the road as we continue through the series. And as always... Uh, if you find yourself ever in Fallonview, West Virginia, please feel free to come check us out at the Fallonview Church of Christ, the corner of Penn and Neville. If you uh, see the address, you'll know what I mean. Uh, but you know, even if you're local, if you're around here in Steubenville, we're in all those areas, we'd love to have you. If you're looking, uh, this is the place, and we'd love for you to be part of what's happening next. So yeah, you guys have a wonderful afternoon, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Hey everyone, thanks so much for checking out this week's podcast. Hey, if you want to learn more about our church, check us out at refocuschurch.com or look us up on Facebook at Refocus Christian Church. We're located in Fallonview, West Virginia. Uh, we'd love to have you and your family out. Come check out and see what God is doing on our people, in our community, in our church. All right, later.